Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and as always, I'm joined by Nick Highland. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm very good. Very excited for one of the biggest weekends of racing there is, especially oh, in Sydney. I can't wait. It is absolutely huge. On that note, tell the good people the good news. We will be in attendance of the Everest Day on Saturday, and oh. we are we are both very pumped. It's huge. It's it's massive. We originally got tickets back when they dropped. I think it was in like April. They cancelled it because of COVID because they were only giving 5,000 tickets out to the members. But get a little cheeky email saying, hey, you know what? We're going to 10,000. We're releasing some extra tickets. You bought some before. We'll give you the first chance to go in and snag some. So we did before they went to the public. So we're going to be trackside about sitting about 200 out from the, the winning post, not even, maybe 100 out from the winning post. So it is going to be a huge day. And uh, make sure to stick to our socials because we'll be... Uh, Posting up some good content, trackside, maybe even some tips from the yard. But Nick, it's it's, it's going to be huge, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. We're very, very excited to see probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, group one sprint of the, of the year. So we're very excited. Yes, richest race in the country, of course. Oh, it's, it's, it's on my racing bucket list. You know, you've got the Everest, you've got the Slipper. And then that's the two that I really want to go see in Sydney, maybe even Golden Eagle as well. But then I've got to get down to Melbourne to see the uh, the big three, the Caulfield Cup, which is also running this weekend. Like, we're, we're going to go absolutely balls deep into the uh, the Everest and Caulfield Cup later when it comes to our analysis. Some runner-by-runner runner debate there. But Caulfield Cup, before we get into it, just on a surface level, Nick, do you think it's going to be a Rip River race? Or you reckon there's going to be... A clear, clear winner here. Uh, it, it's it's a tough one, but um, incentivize definitely looks like one of the tougher ones in this race. But then again, some of the field look like to to the blind eye, to my eye, look like absolute misfits, honestly. But um, the the fun of racing is anyone can get up if they have a good day. So I'm I'm very excited to watch this race from the favourite being in the probably the worst barrier. But we'll get into that a bit later. But um. Yeah, like I said, it should be a pretty good race to watch, I reckon. It's interesting you say that when it comes to, like, you know, anyone on their day can get up and anyone on their day can go down. Zaki, last week, how about that? Zaki goes down. Yeah, very interesting. It's probably probably better that um he got struck back to reality now than he did in the Cox Plate. So it would have been disappointing to see a run like that in the Cox Plate. So um, hopefully big things are still expected from Zaki in the Cox Plate, but we'll we'll have to see and wait for that day. Certainly blown it wide open, you know. It's um, he went up from a dollar fifty favorite in the Cox out to two fifty, um, and now you know Probabil's come in, uh, Superstorms come in, Very Elegance come in. It's sort of like shown Australia that there are other bets to have than Zaki. Like it is going to be an absolutely Huge race, and I can't wait to get into it. I think it's uh, next week. But, yeah, just top to bottom, that race is going to be huge. I just think that Zaki got caught lacking, 
Yeah, um, caught a bit sleeping there going around the turn. Didn't expect the bit, like the fast pace that the challengers took to him because he's used to just having, you know, trotting off on his own and no one really taking it to him. But like you said, good to happen now and not in the cocks because it would have been pretty embarrassing to show up and have an effort like that in the cocks when everyone would have been on it at like $1.50. There would have been a lot of angry punters. But uh, yeah, enough of that. That's later on in uh, the coming weeks. It is all the focus on the Everest card. Like we said, we're going to be in attendance. And for most of our tips today, we're just going to keep it nice, simple, short, because like I said, we're going balls deep in our analysis for both the Caulfield Cup and Everest. So, um, mate, it's going to be an absolute huge episode. Let's get into it. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service, but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers. Tell them we sent you and they will look after you unlike the big bookies. So, oh my... Fabulous 10 race card this weekend at Randwick with, of course, $15 million on offer with the Everest. So uh, the weather, that's the big question for the day. Track most likely going to be in the soft seven range for most of the day. However, if this rain keeps falling hard that it has today on Thursday and tomorrow night, it's expected on Friday, uh, could end up starting on a heavy eight, Nick, and being upgraded throughout the day as it's not supposed to rain. At all, it's supposed to be nice, bright and sunny, but could definitely start on a pretty boggy track if the rain comes out, keeps coming down the way it is. Uh, rail in the true position, so the track should be playing even, but considering recent leader bias and the wet weather, don't be surprised if the leaders get the edge on Saturday. But finally, let's get into the races. Uh, number one, first of the day at the 1400 metre mark, you'd think I'd be going zing, uh, since I've you know tipped at every start since the start of the podcast last year. But I'm going to be a fox fighter instead. Had some stable mail, and they think he's in for a huge run. The distance in the wet track is the only query, but the trainer thinks its form will hold up and can run a super race. Each way, $6.50 to win and $2.50 to place will do me in the first at Randwick. Nick, what are you thinking? Very nice. I'm going with Browery Breeze here. Um, just based off, like we said, that the heavy track could be coming in, but it's also covered on the soft track. This is definite... Wet track runner here, and a second place behind La Visa last start was impressive enough for me, so that would be my tip for race one. Heading to race two at the 1,600 metres. I'm going with something. I hope it's, it's hard for me here because you've just come out and told me before we started recording that my horse could be up in um, Queensland. Yes. But it's new arrangement. I can't go to Ramwick again and not back <laughs> new arrangement after the last time. At $6 and $2 for a place, I reckon it should be just about there. But um, I hope he is running in Randwick. He's a good horse to watch. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm, I'm the exact same thing, you know. The firm favourite's high supremacy. But after the last time, of course, uh, we told the story earlier in the season. Nico had $50 on new arrangement to win at $8 odds. Had a huge collect. Took $400 cash from the bookies and looked him dead in the eye. And uh, I think there was a little tear in uh, the Palmer Batman's eyes because he'd just taken quite a bit of money from him. 
But um, yeah, just a lip so, quiver from him. Just, just <laughs> he didn't look happy. That's for sure. Especially when you asked him, "Can I keep the ticket?" He grumbled a bit and was like, "Yeah, fine, whatever, mate." Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so new arrangement. Loves the track and the conditions. So I think it's just a huge omen for us. So I think we've got to back him at the price you said. But, uh, of course, if it's scratched and goes up to Queensland, most likely going to be high supremacy. But, uh, like I said, keep an eye on the uh, keep an eye on our socials. Any late mail scratchings will be stab, um, parade ring mail. We're going to be standing in the parade ring. Whoever looks the calmest, whoever looks ready to race the most will be our tip, and it will be up on our Instagram, at the Mock Sports. All right, we move into race three, 1,100 metres. I think Casino Kid rates well here. Has run a super um, race each time he has at this track with a win and a second. However, I'm going to be with a head start. J-Mac on looks great for this horse, as does the second barrier. I'm going to have to be going with the Leo form here, as uh, if you've listened to this podcast plenty of times before, I have been tipping Leo lately, and hasn't he just returned in super form, winning both times for us in speedy fashion. Uh, so a head start was only a length behind Leo in the highway a couple of starts back. Um, so I think a head start at $3.20 is a great bet to have, have off that form. Nick? Uh, yeah, I agree. Casino Kid looks to be the one for me, so can't deny you there. Uh, heading to race four at the 1,400 metres. Uh, it's going to be pickerones for me. Even though it's drawn the 13th barrier, it's $11 and $3.50 for a place. I think it's a pretty good price for a horse that has come fourth place in the last two starts. And also only losing by less than 1.6 lengths the biggest margin out of the two. So I think that that's pretty good form to go off. And um, yeah, that'll be my tip for race number four. Lovely, lovely. Uh, I'm also going value again here. Um, Hoover Lucy, her confidence will finally be up after finally breaking that maiden out at Rorick Farm last start. And I think she's going to be able to go on with it here now that she's got the monkey off the back. Really think that uh, Lucy will start climbing the ranks. So at $6.50 to win and $2.40 to place, Great price to have for a horse that uh, has an excellent turn of foot when the uh, jockey can ask for it. So if it uh, gets around that turn and J-Mac hits the button, I reckon Hoover Lucy will be off to the races and will certainly be my tip for the fourth. Oh, sorry, not J-Mac. Hugh Bowman is on Hoover Lucy. My bad punters. Hoover Lucy with Hugh Bowman on board at $6.50 to win and $2.35 to place each way for Cashy's tip in the fourth. Race five, 1,200 metres. If uh, Kosciuszko, normally we would have this in the great tip-off section, but um, we're doing a little differently today because uh, we are saving all the time at the end for our Everest and Caulfield Cup analysis. So um, my tip for the Kosciuszko, if you go all the way back to autumn and listen to the podcast, I think I might have declared Art Cadeau the winner of the Kosciuszko all the way back then. I'm not sure, but if I didn't, I'm certainly doing it now. I've backed this horse every start of his career and he's never let me down. 11 starts and he's never missed the Quinella. Won the country championships excellently and should continue that good form here. Tommy Berry on board and he knows him well, so he's going to give him all the chance to win. And at $6.50 to win and $2.40 to place, those are silly odds. Silly, silly odds to have on a horse that's never missed the Quinella. Um, so yeah, he's going to be my Kosciuszko tip for the tip-off. And Art Cadeau, I think, is one of the better things of the day at those sort of odds. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, Arkadia just is just a different type of horse that has always performed for us, so you can't get off now. So, yeah, that'll be my tip for the fifth as well. Um, okay. As we head on to the sixth, the 1,200 metres, 
in the Sydney Stakes, the Moa and Chan in Sydney Stakes, sorry. Um, it's going to be a big parade for me. Back to the last start with the win, 1,200 metres, stays the same distance, just absolutely dominating lately. So I'm um, loving it. So big parade, I'll stay on. $3.80 for a win. Yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. I was good enough to do it with uh, the big weight last time and dropped a couple of kilos off here again. So no reason for him to go on and not win. I think, you know, he's hit or miss. But he's certainly been hitting lately, so can't jump off. $3.80, a great price to have for Big Parade. Race 7 is, of course, the Everest. We'll get to that later, but Nick, take us to race 8. Yeah, it's at the 2,000 metres, the Yulong Craven Plate. Um, think it over is probably going to be one of the ones to get here, but I'm going with absolute roughy Yonkers. Oh. Definitely, definitely looked past Yonkers' last start when it won, but um, always seems to be at that high odds when it's going to be winning. And again... Back that horse for my dad at the track last couple of times ago when we, whenever we went. And, yeah, whenever I go to the races, if a, if a fellow horse that I've won off before, you've got to back it. So, yeah, Yonkers for me in the in the eights. Yeah, don't blame you. Yonkers seems to always be overlooked by the bookies. Of course, I think it won at $20 that day that you're talking about. It um, And last start came out and won at $41. So it certainly knows how to make the um, bookies look silly, but... Like you said, think it over is probably the best in this race, and I'm going to have to be with it. I've been backing it ever since its lovely start and um, the Winx Stakes, where it was very gallant to run the way it did when it had a jockey change last second and got a bit bumpy on the straight. So I just think if it gets clean air again, like it has been in the starts, uh, last couple starts, should be winning. Think it over at $2.30, probably another one of the uh, better things of the day, mate. Might even be a multi filler if you're that confident on it, but. Uh, yeah, we move on to race nine, 2,600 metres. Intent, absolutely flying. Both you and I, Nick, have had turns jumping on and off all prep, and I think he's in for another win here. $4 to win, absolutely great price to have for a horse that comes out of a narrow second placing in the Metropolitan behind Montefilia. Of course, Montefilia headed to the Caulfield Cup. We'll talk about her chances later, but... uh. Just outstanding form there. I think uh, certainly the one to beat here. And if he shows up ready to race, don't see any reason why he loses here. So $4 for Untunt, great price to have. I 100% agree again. Um, Intent is just a genuine good horse that I love backing. And yeah, I'll stay on it there. And we head into the last 1,400. Heineken 3. Um... I was going to go with Equation here, but Tommy Berry hopping off has really, really got me a bit nervous, to be honest. Um, gone with Pippoli here. $17 to win and $4.40 for a place. Win last start, 1500 at Rose Hill. Loving it. So, yeah, that'll be my tip for the last. I love it. I've also gone another Wednesday horse that is stepping up to the Saturday grade here and is at huge odds. I've gone with the Gary Moore trained, Timmy Clark ridden much, much better. Tipped him on uh, a double-figure odds on the Kensington track uh, last start on a Wednesday and absolutely fought to the line like a dog and took it by a whisker. I uh, think now, you know, that impressed enough. He gets to step up in class, run around with the big boys, and I expect a similar huge showing. Um, listen to some of this form. Second behind Ellsberg in a trial. That reads really well. Ellsberg, of course, coming out second in a uh, Silver Eagle. Then, again, I'm going to use some Montefilia form. Came second to Montefilia in a race. So, I mean, if you're coming, if you're running that close to Group 1 level horses and plus won four of his last five start, 
Of course, this one's tougher. Of course, you know, stepping up in grade, going around with the big boys, it's a lot tougher. Plus, 14th barrier won't do him any favours. But for a horse with such good form behind horses like Ellsberg and Montefilia, who are dead set group one horses, $16 to win and $4.40 odds just looks over the odds to me. So going five each way on much, much better will will definitely be a respectable bet in my mind, and it's going to have to be my tip for the last. All right, that concludes the uh, short and sweet rundown, so we can get into this uh, the big analysis of the two big races. Let's move on, Nick. Nico, before we begin, let me ask you something. Do you reckon you're any good at fantasy sports? You bet I am, mate. Well, with Draft Stars, you can get off the bench and into the game. Play for fun or play for cash as you compete against other sports fans across Australia for huge prize pools, with some even going upwards of $10,000. That sounds like free money to me. Well, it's not exactly free money, my friend, but if you fancy yourself a bit of a fiend for anything fantasy sports related, whether it's horse racing, AFL, NRL, cricket, NBA, or whatever sport of your choosing, you can head to draftstars.com.au and start playing now. The details are in the show notes or in our Instagram bio. Click the link, sign up today. Tell them the Mock Boys sent you and start winning big on Draft Stars. All right, we're going to attack the Caulfield Cup first, runner by runner before we get into it. Bit of key info when uh, studying the Caulfield Cup. Very, very key punters that you pick a horse that has the stamina to run the full 2400 as it takes a full effort to win this prestigious race. They're all in it for a reason. They're all talented enough, but you need a horse that can go the distance. Key form to look for are the lead-up races, such as the Turnbull Stakes, Caulfield Stakes, Herbert Power, and the Metropolitan. And uh, seven of the last ten winners have won from Barrier 10 or wider. That looks pretty good for a certain favourite that's drawn the car park. And only four of the last 13 winners have been at single-figure odds. So if you're a roughy punter, that's music to your ears. And another one that looks good for a certain favourite is eight of the last nine winners have carried over 55 kilograms. And only two horses come into this one with Homesman and Incentivize, both carrying 55.5 kilograms. Everyone else is 54 or below. So we move in. Nick, let's separate the pretenders from the contenders. So we'll narrow down the field as we go. Homesman, what are your thoughts? The number Genuine pretender there, mate. Pretender. Yeah, I'm thinking, um, yeah, pretender as well. Uh, don't be surprised if he finishes in the top four, though. So I, don't, I wouldn't think you'd leave him out of your top four exotics if you're going really wide in those exotics. I'd have him in the fourth slot there. But I uh, don't think he's going to be able to challenge the likes of Incentivize. Um, even though he ran behind Zaki, Nonconformist and Probabil in that might and power, I just uh, don't think he's up to the task here. And I'll just say quickly, punters, we, you know, with a race like this, especially the Crawford Cup and the Everest, we might say pretender, but don't come after us if like a $60 roughie comes out and wins this because it's definitely a possibility they're all in the race for a reason. But you know what I mean. Anyone can win this race, but these are the ones that we think are genuine contenders and genuine pretenders. So if someone like Homesman comes out and win. Don't come up to us and say, oh, you don't know anything. You said he was a pretender. He's at $40 odds for a reason. So if a roughy comes out and wins it, don't blame us. All right, Nick, incentivize. Pretender or contender? Oh, it's got to be a contender. I don't know anyone that would be saying pretender, to be honest. If you are, I think you don't really watch racing too often. I just don't see how this horse can be disappointing you at all recently. Um, just proved itself time and time again here with two Group 1 wins. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't see how you could give it a pretender 
card at all. Yeah, um, drawing the car park doesn't help, but like you know, we said, history states it's not impossible to win from there. It's not impossible to win with the weight that he's got, and he's super lucky that uh, no speed has been drawn on the inside, so should be getting over onto the rail easily enough. However, needs to jump well to ensure he doesn't use too much energy in the early stages getting over to the front. But I mean, Preble came out and said that he doesn't need to lead, so he's only been leading so far due to the poor competition he's had. So he thinks that if he gets met with the best competition he's seen so far and he isn't leading, don't throw out your tickets. But um, yeah, Incentivise definitely has to be a contender. He's a worthy favourite. He's going to go on and potentially do the Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup double. That's why he's paying, I think, like $8 to do it while every other person, person every other horse is paying like $80 to do it. Incentivise is an absolute beast and definitely a contender. Uh, number three, Explosive Jack, Pretender or Contender? Yeah, Pretender. Uh, yeah, I think $15 is a bit unders. Um, cert- yeah, 100%. Certainly ready to peak third up, especially on a soft ground. But considering uh, the Barry history, no one's uh, won at the Barry, I think, over 50 years. He's drawn the inside. And, yeah, I definitely would have been keener on him if he'd had drawn in a middle barrier. So definitely think he is out of this one. Number four, the chosen one. What are your thoughts, Nick? I reckon he's a contender here. This might be up for a debate, I reckon, between me and you. But um, definitely a contender, I think. Uh, second place last start by losing by one length at the same distance really proved to me that he could be a contender in this race. Like you said, you need a horse that has the stamina to get this one done. And the chosen one proved to me that it is definitely definitely a chance. The ninth barrier definitely helps. Definitely not a bad spot to be, and um, yeah, so what are your thoughts? Yeah, definite contender in my mind as well. Reckon he's perhaps one of the best each-way players of this race. Third in last year's Caulfield Cup, fourth in the Melbourne Cup, and second in the Herbert Power this year. Barrier 9, I reckon, is a perfect one for the chosen one. Like I said, I really like the horses that have drawn in the middle in this one, and um, predicted soft ground should work in his favour. Has to carry a bit of weight, but like you said, he can go the distance, and that's a massive tick for him, so... Definitely have him as a contender in this one. Number five, Ocean Billy. Thoughts? Yeah, pretender. Yeah, might be a group one winner in New Zealand, but uh, this is a significant step up. Don't think he's going to hang with the likes of Incentivise. Would be a big shock if he wins. Number six, Salino. Pretender. Yeah, can go the distance, but I reckon that wide barrier in the wet ground just doesn't help him whatsoever. Um, I mean, can do the distance. Genuine European stayer that um, likes the three-kilometre plus type racing. So I think he might be better suited to the Melbourne Cup than this one, that's for sure. Number seven, Persan. Interested to hear your thoughts on Persan. Yeah, definite, definite contender on this one. I've been following this horse for a while. Added to my black book last year, and the comment says, Group 1 winner next year. And um, hasn't proved itself in the Group 1 just yet, but... This horse has raced at high distances before and just hasn't hasn't looked out of it, honestly. And um, 2,400 metres here for the Caulfield Cup, definitely not going to be out of it for $26 and $6.50. I reckon could be one of the better bets of the, of the day for the Caulfield Cup because of these prices, I reckon you have a couple bets on for the race. But um, per Sam will definitely be one of mine, that's for sure. Yeah, I agree. Definite contender. Fifth in the Melbourne Cup last year and a win first up at Mooney Valley. Um this year, had everyone thinking, yeah, he's definitely going to be the one to beat come this year's Spring Carnival. However, definitely dropped off in form, but I think he's uh, prepared quite well for this one. Should be ready to peak and will likely sit in the first half of the pack. So uh, going to be given 
every chance to challenge really hard in the end stages. So definite contender in my mind. Uh, number eight, quick thinker, Nick. Another one here. I reckon he. I reckon he could be a contender. Really? Here. I reckon he could be could be up there. Um, hasn't impressed a lot, but I just feel like he's got it in, in him where he can just absolutely surprise everyone here. I, like he said, Caulfield Cup, anything can happen. And Quick Thinker looks like someone that I reckon can just snag a place for that. I think it's, what, $16 for a place? Cheeky $16 for a place. I reckon that that's uh, not going to be too far from the end. Um, Quick Thinker, I reckon, is a genuine contender. Uh, yeah, interesting you say that. I've put it down as a pretender. But crazier things have happened. Like, I mean, the, I've said here, my, my comment literally just says, pretender unless the heavens open up because he's a dead set swimmer. So if it ends up on like a heavy eight, heavy nine, that's when he comes into the race. I reckon that's the only way he has any chance of getting into the money, I reckon, with Quick Thinker. Agreed. But uh, we move on. Number nine, Chapada. What are your thoughts? Genuine pretender. Really? Yeah. What what makes you think that? Oh, it just hasn't really impressed me, honestly. Three wins from thirty three starts doesn't read well, does it? That's that's the first thing that you look at. Um at the distance as well as one one from six at the distance, nothing too nothing too good. The soft re- track record, nothing there. Um just really nothing I read is giving me too much to be honest. Yeah. Has um yeah, hasn't lost by less than one one point eight lengths is the lowest loss that it's had. Like nothing, nothing there reads good to me. So I'll be interesting to hear what you have to say about this. To be honest, I mean, I agree. It doesn't read well, but I mean, did it not come third to incentivise in Young Verta and beat very elegant last start and shock everyone? I mean, anyone that does that has my respect. Any horse that beats very elegant should be respected. But um, like you said, super inconsistent and barrier eight makes it really hard to entertain him. I um, definitely think he is a pretender. I don't think he can win, but don't don't be surprised if he finishes in the first half. If he finishes top eight, wouldn't be surprised. But um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't deny that, but I wouldn't put him put him up in, as a contender of winning it. That's that's my thought process behind yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we go to number ten, someone that I'm thinking is a contender, Delphi. Yeah, genuine contender, I reckon, as well. What do you have to say about him first? Do you go first this time? Uh, yeah, he's looking really, really good coming into this, I think. Missed nonconformist by no by nose, sorry, two starts back, and then followed up with a very strong win last week. Um, has had three wins at this distance, and um, sorry, three runs for three wins, so can definitely do the distance. Has won on the soft track as well, back in Europe, and so he's just ticking boxes left, right, and centre. Barrier 19 does suck, but... Being next to the main competition in incentivise does help because they'll probably both be heading to the front, I predict, and might even be nose-to-nose going around the bend and into the straight. Definitely the main danger to the fave in my mind is Delphi. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Um, Ollie on board really helps. So, yeah, $8.50 for this one for the second top favourite, correct? Um, yeah, to, two wins from two at the distance pretty reads very well as well. So I think definitely he's going to be a contender. Definitely will be in there and um, is actually in my trifecta. I'll, I'll add on a bit later. But um, we head on to number 11, Master of Wine. What do you reckon, mate? Contender or pretender? Pretender. Super talented, but I don't think he's in with any sort of a shot here. Would prefer others. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Montefilia, contender or pretender? Uh, definite contender. Was disappointing in autumn, but uh, much more mature this spring. Resumed lovely. Third place in the Group 2 Kelmsford behind the gun horse, think it over, that I tipped earlier at Randwick. Um, before going on to a second behind She's Ideal and then winning the Group 1 Metropolitan. So she's gone into a lot of the lead-ups here and performed very, very well. Um, I think the form might hold up, but uh, each way definitely the bet to have. Will definitely challenge, I think. Does does she win? Don't know, but it's $16 to win and $4.60 to place. Would respect a $5 each way bet. But Nick, do you think is a contender or a pretender? She's a pretender, really? honestly. Um yeah, and it's the same same if you put intent in this race. I wouldn't I wouldn't say intent has a chance to win it. So that's purely just just off that I reckon that explains a lot of it. Um I think that some of the other field are just gonna absolutely dominate this horse. Um so yeah, I think it's a genuine pretender, so that's fair enough. Fair enough. Number thirteen, Port Gilmay. Uh, yeah, don't know how to pronounce it, and I don't expect a big showing at all. Plain and simple. Pretender. 100%. Pretender. She's ideal. Yes, uh, I reckon contender. Looking really strong this prep. Gets a good draw, has excellent wet track form. Genuine chance to challenge the top. Uh, over $30 in the odds, so if you like a roughie, this one's for you. I'd be putting him in your trifecta in first four exotics for sure. Can definitely savage the line if it comes uh, ready to race. Nick, what do you think? I reckon you hit that spot on there, honestly. I don't have much more to add. Um, pretty much have the same stuff written down there. She's ideal. Perfect perfect start to the prep. Genuine genuine contender in this race. Lovely. Young Werther. Uh, yes, young Verta looked excellent in the Turnbull. Gave incentivize a serious, serious scare. Only got beaten by half a length. Drops to 52 kilos here. Can race forward or back. Just it, It's just one of those horses that can race from anywhere. Ready to peak third up. Barrier provides Daniel Moore with plenty of options to uh, move it throughout the field. So I think if it gets uh, really, really wet though, not sure how it's going to fare because he's never seen anything heavier than, um, I think it's like a soft six or a soft seven, never seen heavy conditions. So he'll be in the unknown if it gets to a bog. But if I'm being honest, I think he's a great chance to finish in the money and a win definitely wouldn't surprise me. So young Verta, definite contender in my mind. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a tough one. I reckon he's going to be near the post, but I reckon he's a pretender in terms of winning the whole thing. I don't think he can win... That's that's what I have written down here is Young Werther, genuine pretender in chances of winning, but definitely will be near the top. But I just don't reckon he's got that extra extra power just to get through the, the likes of some of the other ones in this field. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Number 16, nonconformist. What are your thoughts? Genuine contender. Yes. Um, beat Zaki, says a lot in itself, even though it wasn't a great run from Zaki. Almost beat um, Probabil as well in that great race, but um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I had a dream last week that Nonconformist was gonna win, and it was last week. So I put five bucks on him, and he's come second. Do I do? Did I get the dream wrong? And I watched him win in the in the Caulfield Cup. Maybe a cheeky omen bet there, Nick. You you you're getting me excited for that. Hundred percent. So. Genuine contender for me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you've taken the words out of my mouth. I was uh, backed him all the way through autumn. 
this year and just never really fired like I thought he would. But uh, come out this spring and he's proved that he can hang with the best. Like you said, um, beat Zaki home, almost beat Probabil in there, and you've got that dream. So it's certainly uh, making me get excited for it. But also similar to Young Verta, never really seen a bog of a track. So we'll be racing in the unknown, and Barrier 16 isn't great, but uh, definitely wouldn't surprise me at all if he wins the thing. Number 17, Duars. Thoughts, Nick? Yeah, pretender for me. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Um, the only reason I uh, say that is because it raced on Wednesday. I Like, I mean, absolutely blew um, the favourite floating artist away, who was at like $1.50, um, but it would be amazing. It would be a career best history making sort of performance to do the Caulfield Cup on a three day backup. And I mean I, I think for that reason eighteen dollars is a little bit under the odds. Would love it to win. I would love it, but it would need the run of its career to get it done. Is that sort of what you're thinking? I don't even reckon it has a chance at all. Couldn't even couldn't even see it in there. On running on Wednesday, it's if it doesn't get scratched I'll be surprised. Oh, well, it won on Wednesday to get into the race. That was the point, whole point of it. But, um, yeah, I just think... Uh, you, can't, you can't have a backup in less than a week. I, I, I'd love to say it, but I, I can't. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, number 18, Charmstar. Uh, no good for me. I reckon that's fair a pretender. Um, and, yeah, Great House and Constantinople are the emergencies, but I don't know about you. I don't see either of them winning if they get a start. You're not going to see an emergency win. If they were good enough, they would have been put in the... Put in to start with. Yeah, that's fair enough. But uh, we get down to it. The verdicts. Who are you tipping and why, Nick? Uh, it's uh, it's it's a very very tough one. I'll go with my I'll go with my top four here. Yep. First, um, so obviously my top four includes Incentivize, Persan, Quick Thinker, and Nonconformist. Okay. That's my top four. Yep. Who's your top four? And then we'll get into our tips. Top four in no particular order. Nonconformist, Incentivize, Delphi, Young Verta. All right. I don't mind that. We've gone with something a bit different here just to throw a couple spanners in the works. So let's see who comes out on top. Yes. I'm I'm going to tip Incentivize, I reckon. Okay. I, it, yeah, it's just... it's. I'm t- I'm too drawn to this horse. How can you not like it at two dollars fifty? It's not going to be much of a of a punting point of view. Maybe a multi filler, but um, yeah, I don't. It's it's you you read the first thing you see when you look on the on the sports bets page. It's one previous six by an aggregate of forty one point nine lengths. Like that's just outrageous. I don't think anyone can. Say that it won't be even in the placings. It's it's. You got sorry. I just want to. I just want to chop in there. They keep writing that, but you've got to remember, those were all his wins in Queensland. He hasn't been smashing it in in Victoria. His last three wins have only been by short amounts. Like I said, his last start, he only won by half a length. So I don't know if that's a a big form guide in here, those 40 length. I, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But still, to to come in out of nowhere and go in two group ones of this horse that has absolutely dominated in, in up in Queensland and they've come down to Melbourne and played in two group ones and they've won both. I just don't see how you can, can not back it. That's my that's my thought process behind this one. Yeah. And I don't blame you. I'm sure a lot of punters are going to be on centre fives. But uh, for me, 
non-conformist. Um, I just think that the, the form going into it is just excellent. It's built perfectly for this race. Um, you know, won the naturalism excellently to gain entry in this one before, of course, coming second in that mind power, like we mentioned, beating Zaki home, coming a narrow second to Probabil. Um, so that has excellent form for me. It drops plenty in weight. So I definitely think if he gets the brakes in the track, we'll give them a run for the money. Like I said, he's in the unknown if it's in the heavy range, but can get it done on soft. Um, so, and like I said, wouldn't bother me at all if it wins a thing. Going to have to go with it. Non-conformist at, I believe, $12 to win and $3.70 to place. Great each way bet to be having in this race. Definitely a value play. Very nice. So uh, that concludes the Caulfield Cup. Now, Nico, let's go balls deep in the Everest, my friend. All right. So um, things to look for in this race. The uh, TJ Smith stakes, the all-age stakes, the Moi stakes, the Concord stakes, and the shorts are, of course, all key lead-ups to this race, especially those shorts. Um, the shorts race was like a mini Everest, wasn't it? About half the field was in it, and it certainly uh, exposed a few and revealed a few sneaky smokies in this one for sure. The main thing in this race, though, is going to be the pace. It's going to be fast on the outset. How fast is the big question? Because they could potentially go fast enough, those leaders, to rule out any back market pressure. Plus, the rain-affected track will already be making it hard enough for them to come up from the back. So it's certainly going to be interesting. Nick, let's go. Number one, Nature Strip. Pretender or contender? It's a bit contender. Um, definitely... Definitely doesn't seem to perform against good horses, as you saw in the in the mini Everest, as we call it. Um, as soon as he gets challenged for the lead, he seems to not win. That's my thought process. In a in a race in a race where it's going to be heavy on pace, like he said, it's um it's definitely going to be in the mix, but um it's going to be tough for it to win. So anyone's got a chance here, but Nature Strip's probably a genuine contender in the at the end of the day. Yeah, I'd be silly not to say contender. Personally, though, I think the $4 favourite mark is unders. Because just like you said, I mean, if he gets charged for the lead, and he's going to get challenged for the lead here, Eduardo's going to be taking it to him up the front. He knows he can beat him when he does so. They've traded victories, and it's going to be interesting to see if any of them get a clear lead, but I just don't think that they do. I think that... um. Him and Eduardo are really going to run to the front. He's also drawn, drawn wide, Nature Strip, so he needs to get over. Um, but, yeah, I think it's almost certain he doesn't get the clear lead. So he doesn't like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's unders. I don't know. I just If, you, if you're on it, looking at it from a bookie's point of view, if you put him at a, at a higher price, he's like we said, he's, we both come out and said he's a genuine contender. Why would they put him at a higher price? Because everyone would back him, and if he's a contender, that's just stupid. I reckon he's listed at a price that is pretty pretty fair to him. Because he's a like like how how can both of us agree he's a contender and it be unders? That's just my thought process behind it. Yeah, well, fair enough. But I personally think he can win. I just think if he if he was an extra dollar, I'd be looking at him more. But uh, yeah, I'd be an idiot if he said he if sorry, bit of some of the words there. I'd be an idiot. If I said that Nature Strip can't win this one, that's for sure. But uh, we move on. Number two, Classique Legend. Last year's winner, so you can't say he can't win. However, first up, certainly very questionable in this one. He's drawn uh, very well in Barrier 5. The uh, Les Bridges said that that's perfect for him. It's exactly what they wanted. Um, respect if you bet on him, however, with the potential lack of fitness, 
He can't be my pick to win. But again, once like Nate Tripp, silly to say that he's a pretender. He, he can certainly win this one, so it's a contender in my mind. Nick? Yeah, well, he, he's been trialling all throughout his um his spell, so... It's it's definitely it's definitely hard to to keep him out, and he's um absolutely dominated in all of his trials. Not that many of his um many of his trials have been against good horses, apart from his most recent one, however, against Entrevere, which is a very good horse that we have backed as well. Um, but yeah, it, you can't count him out. Classic legend will will just be an absolute jet when it comes to the race. Um, if it gets really really wet, I reckon I'd stay away, but um. If it stays soft, like it's forecasted to for the day, and it might even get a bit drier to it, maybe a soft six, soft five, like predicted, um, he's definitely going to be in the mix. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, So we've both agreed, contender for Classic Legend. How about the number three horse, Eduardo? What are your thoughts? I, I'm going genuinely against you here. Seriously? I reckon he's a pretender. Really? Go on. I, I reckon, like... It, it, like I said, it was an it was a good run to have to beat Nature Strip here, but the only reason he beat Nature Strip is the is the fact that he challenged Nature Strip to the front, and because of that, coming against Classic Legend, coming against G Trash, who's going to be fitter for this one, Last Crusader, other big names. I reckon he's a pretender. I reckon he can't do it. Jeez. That's a, it's a big call. It's a, it's a big call. call but... I've got him as on as one of the main contenders because I think he's on on his way to being having one of the best years in racing. The last fifteen months, listen to this, Nico. He's won six of his ten starts, which includes a couple of Group One victories. Outside of those Group One victories, he's beaten Nature Strip twice at Group Two level, and like of course he won the Mini Everest. He won the Shorts, which is a huge form figure for this. And he's most likely going to challenge Nature Strip for the lead again because he knows he can beat him when doing so. And, I mean, I think he's going to be smarter than he was last year when he took a commanding lead and faded. Plus, he's peaking in fitness now, unlike last year. So, I'm thinking Eduardo is one of the main contenders in this race. Do you seriously think he's a pretender? I genuinely reckon he's a pretender. Jeez. <laughs> All right. That's a, that certainly throws a yeah, yeah. In terms In terms of winning the race, I don't reckon he'll, he will win, and that's why I reckon he's a pretender. Well, fair enough. But uh, how about G-Tri? Number four. I reckon G-Tri is a genuine contender, like I said. In the mini Everest that we watched, third place, uh, definitely, definitely looked like it was coming home there. An extra 100 metres here will definitely just benefit uh, G-Trash here and will be fitter for this race. Um, I don't know how you could say he's out of it. If um, if, you're, if you personally are rating Eduardo, G-Trash, I reckon, was uh, one of the better ones to take out of that race. What are your thoughts? Yep, I agree. Contender. Uh, he's just got to get the strategy right. Can't stick on the rail, especially considering it's going to be wet and choppy there probably by race seven. So um going to have to stick on the pace behind the leading pack as close as possible without puffing himself, just like last race. But unlike last race, can't try and go his way up the, up the fence. Needs to cross heels and get some clean air. That way he'll get a nice clean run to the line. And like I said, can certainly do it. He's got the goods. Looks to be probably the best each way play in this race in my mind, I reckon. But um number five, trekking. Tender. Yeah, I, I, I would have preferred if Godolphin had gone with Paul Lilly, in my mind. 100%. But, um, yeah, I reckon, you know, over probably $40, 
over the odds for a horse that, uh, you know, been, um, sorry, over the odds for a horse that on its day could go into the top four. Um, it beat G-Trice before and was only beaten by a whisker um, to come third last year um, when he and G-Trice were fighting for the Everest third place behind Classique because Classique just took off there. They were running for runners-up in that race. But um, probably Will Sorton on um, race day. However, wet track won't do him any favours. Probably have him in your first four. But, uh, yeah, win bet isn't for me. He's a, he's a pretender for the win, that's for sure. Um, number six, Mask Crusader, Nick. Oh, that was a terrible pronunciation. Mask Crusader. Pretender or contender? I think he's a pretender. Not, not the fact of his ability, off the fact of the track conditions. For a back marker to win the Everest off... On a on a wet track is going to be near impossible, and if he wins, I I will happily be wrong for that. Um, honestly, that's that's all I have to say. If if he wins, it'll be one of the best races we will ever watch. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Um, if he flops out of the gate, throw away tickets. He's already going to give him a massive start being the back marker. So if he doesn't jump soundly, there's no chance he makes up that ground. Even if the track was bone dry, in my opinion, they'll just take off on him. So, um, yeah, I'd only be ever betting on him if he goes over the $10 odds. So, yeah, pretender in my mind, Mask Crusader. But like you said, if he wins, we're going to be in for a very special showing if he wins all the way from the back there. Um, number seven, Rod Ruler, in my mind, pretender. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, capable of finishing in the first half of the finish, but uh, would be stunned if he wins the race, that's for sure. As the same for the Inferno, I think the Inferno, the number eight horse, is also a pretender, can definitely finish up there, but um, just think he can't match it with the likes of the Strip, Eduardo, G-Tri, and Classic Legend. Your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, on his day on a good track, maybe, but obviously with this rain about, don't reckon he's even, even going to be a chance, maybe one of the last ones in the race, but... um. If it was a good track, I'd have a look at him. But, um, yeah, not Inferno um, for me. He's going to be a pretender. Yeah, same with Embracer, number nine. Probably uh, the most disappointing addition came in last. We were probably hoping for someone a little better. Not to say that it's a bad horse, but when you're thinking of the names in this race, Embracer certainly doesn't line up with them, um, hence why he's the roughest. So, um, gate three is pretty good and won't be going without a fight, but... Uh, shouldn't be winning, that's for sure. So, pretender for me. Your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, just agreed. There's nothing nothing sticks out, eh? Yes, uh, lost and running. Pretender or contender? Pretender. Always thought he was a pretender. Never even thought he had a contention in the mini Everest. Oh, well, fair enough. Um, I think he's going to be at the front somewhere. That's the only thing that helps him. Needs to settle in the top four if he's any chance with uh, um, challenging come the end. Uh... I reckon leave him out of your top four exotic at your peril could certainly come fourth, a sneaky fourth, maybe even sneak a third if he sticks with those leaders. It'll be hard for him to do so, but um, and he'll he'll love the wet track. That's another thing that'll help him. But uh, yeah, probably a pretender when it comes to the win in my mind. Libertini, Nick, number eleven. Now this is an interesting one. Okay, I reckon Go on. could have come out and absolutely surprise. Really. Gonna go with Pretender, okay. but wouldn't be surprised with a placing. Okay, I, I like your thoughts. I like that you have some sort of confidence in him, but Pretender for the finish, uh, I sort of agree. I think he can come out and surprise. Um, I reckon he, he would be a dead set contender if the deck was dry. 
going to be hard enough for Classique Legend to do it first up. And Libertini, I just don't think, is Classique Legend. Um, lack of fitness, plus the wet track, will make the victory nothing more than a shock in my mind. But crazy things have happened, and like you said, could definitely come out and surprise a placing. Don't be surprised if it uh, snags third spot. But uh, the last horse, Home Affairs, Nick, pretender or contender? Awesome turn on this one, and I'm going to go with Pretender as well. Just, um, I, I don't know, it's it's the way you said it, the same thing about Embracer. You you look at the big names in this race, and um, I just don't, Home Affairs just hasn't, just nothing really sticks out to me where I'm like, oh yeah, look at who's in the Everest, there's Nature Strip, there's this, there's this, there's that. No one ever says there's Home Affairs, like, I just don't, I just don't see it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, Chris Waller wouldn't have put him, like, said yes to when they got the offer to have um, Home Affairs as the Cornwall horse if he didn't think he was up to the task. But um, I just don't think he he's going to win. I'd be shocked if he's in the finish because I definitely think he'll settle in the first half, which is crucial for this race, and will savage the line like an absolute dog. But um, if you want to bet on him, just like Mars Crusader... Don't take anything under $10 because it'll be certainly a massive, massive effort for him to get this done against the likes of Nature Strip, like you said. But um, and with the emergencies, don't see them getting it done if there are any scratchings. Wild Rule is probably the most likely one to get scratched if that is the case because of um, if it comes down as an absolute bog, I don't think that uh, Snowden will keep him in the race. Probably Kementari will come into it then, but don't see Kementari. Senor Fox, Standout, or Chat getting it done if they're in the race. They've got their own race to contend. Um, so, Nick, now that we've sorted the pretenders from the contenders, who is your top four? Yeah, my top four are the first four that are listed on this race, I reckon. Mm-hmm. So, remind us of who they are. Nature Strip, Classic Legend, Eduardo, and G-Trash. Yep. So, that that's my top four, and... Yeah, I'm pretty confident on it, to be honest. That's exactly what I've got as well, but I've got mine in order. Um, Eduardo, Gitra, Pasik, Nature Strip. I reckon that uh, um, Nature's going to get charged for the lead with Eduardo, and is going to come up and meet them at about 200 metre mark. Gitra to hopefully cross heels and take over Nature Strip, and Pasik to also come up from the midfield and nab Nature Strip on the line for third place to uh, get that trifecta going. And if that didn't hint at who my on top was, Eduardo to win is my bet. And considering you think he's a pretender, doesn't have me as confident as I used to be. <laughs> That's for sure. Who have you got for the win? The Strip. The Strip is my winner. My Strip is my winner. Going to forgive him last start because I've given, I've given Eduardo an absolute fluke. Going to... My, my my top four in order, by the way, is Nature Strip for the win, G Trash second, Classic Legend third, and Eduardo for a cheeky fourth. So, yeah, um, flipped. You've got Eduardo coming fourth and Nature Strip first. I had that flipped. Uh, so, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I think the soft track's really going to help Nature Strip. And just, um, he, he seems the, the, the two starts this prep have just impressed me overboard to the fact that. Four dollars twenty, which it opened at for for this horse, is just I, I my my eyes are open real real wide for this. So um, gonna be a very good race, but yeah, nature strip for me. Fair enough. I just can't wait to be trackside. Oh my goodness, when that race jumps, 
Like, I mean, the atmosphere won't be like it usually is with only 10,000 people there, but still going to be one hell of a race. So it's going to be great. I hope you enjoyed the balls deep analysis on the Corford Cup and the Everest. We're going to be doing this also for the other two big races left in the spring carnival being the Cox Plate and the Melbourne Cup. The Melbourne Cup, of course, being a nice little bonus episode that I think will be coming out on a Sunday or a Monday in preparation for the Tuesday Melbourne Cup. But uh, finally, before we sign off, the Around the Grounds will be on the Instagram at The Mock Sports. Make sure to follow us to get them. But we'll just go through the quaddy now. The Randwick quaddy in uh, race seven. Of course, we're going to have to go with both of our top fours. Gitra, Eduardo, Strip, and Classique Legend. Race eight, we've got Think It Over, Yonkers, Shared Ambition, and Best of Days. Who have we got in race nine and ten, Nick? Intense, great house, fun fact, and Luncies, and then race 10, promise of success, much, much better, equation, and Pippa Lee. Lovely stuff. Imagine jagging the quaddy on Everest Day, Nick. That'd be huge. $50 investment gets you 19%. And uh, yeah, certainly with the value we've chucked in there, you know, imagine Yonkers gets up there. Imagine much, much better gets up there. Certainly going to be in for a massive collect and just a massive memory. You, you jag, we jagged that quality on Everest Day, Nick. It's going to be a memory that we uh, hold dear to our hearts for the rest of our lives. But um, that concludes the analysis for the podcast. Just before I go, it's been cut off the last couple of times due to technical difficulties. I just want to throw out a lot of appreciation to you guys, the listeners. Um, give us a follow if you're on SoundCloud or Spotify. Subscribe to us if you're on Apple Podcasts. And above all else, just tell your friends about us. The more people that listen to us, the bigger we will grow and the more experiences we're going to be able to bring to you, the loyal listeners. But uh, yeah, you've blown us away with the amount of support. We already smashed our target for listeners this season. But uh, yeah, just want to send some massive love out to all of you guys. Nick, anything to say to the listeners? A big thanks to you guys um, sticking with us and yeah, hopefully we can keep going. Yes, lovely stuff. Oh, well, that concludes. We're headed into one of the biggest punting weekends of the year. So remember, gamble responsibly. See you next week, champions. Oh, Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the hunter.